Baptist. Hey, welcome back to Mike the Baptist. <laughs> it's good everybody could be here. I'm I'm a little excited today. I'll be honest with you. Uh, several weeks ago, we had the preachers' wives on Mike the Baptist, and it was a lot of fun. It was really good, and they're back. They're the preachers' right. wives That's... are back. Um, Let's see how it goes this time. Well, yeah. I can see how it's going this time. <laughs> Give me a second, my head here. I'm trying to remember what. We got more views than the guys did. Yeah, say that part. Yeah, yeah, make sure and say that part. Yeah, going, uh, yeah we will. Yes, and we're funnier than they are. Yeah, definitely funnier. funnier. More views. <laughs> and look, let me just tell you. <laughs> in, in case, uh, okay, look. In all honesty, uh, I did not have the video recording the first time we started, so we have restarted, and I'm trying to remember what I said because. It was important. And I think the important thing that I, I'm trying to remember is that when your husbands were here, the preachers, mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering how it was going to go with the preachers' wives. Well, let me tell you how it went. You all got way more views and listens than they did. Yes. yes. Uh, and you were smarter. <laughs> yes. And funnier. Yay. Much better looking. What else? Is that yeah, the, that sounds good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. No, it was it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad you're back because uh, if you don't do stuff like this much, it's a little awkward. So now that we've done it a couple times, it's no big deal. We're just going to settle in and have a talk. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, good. So welcome back to Sarah Riccardi. Hello. The wife of Jason Riccardi. Yeah. Do you get tired of people introducing you and saying it's so-and-so's wife? How am I supposed to answer that question? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. It's always because they recognize him, right? Yes. So they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you're his wife." Well, this is Sarah Riccardi. Yeah. Period. <laughs> and I'm glad you're back. End of statement. Yes, I'm glad you're back, Sarah's <laughs> Thank you. Very intelligent. Thank you. And funny. I do have a et cetera, funny story about that. I beg your pardon. You do. I do have a funny story yeah. about that. About the intelligence. No, yeah, <laughs> being in, being introduced of. Yeah, somebody's wife. Yeah, we're yeah. usually in like we're. Oh, you're Michael's wife. Right. Well, speaking of that, right. welcome to Janet Coons. She's yeah. back. Thanks. <laughs> uh, she's just Janet Coons. <laughs> Correct. She's Coonsy. Yeah, yeah. She's she's Coonsy. Yeah, to us, to those who love her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, I got to say this again, <laughs> which you've heard this and heard this. I've been working on people that we all know and that know you <clears> to call you Coonsy. I think it's I think it's a good nickname. I don't know if you like it or not. I think but some are just going to stick with my name, though. I think they are. Some people are a little uncomfortable with that. Fine. It is my job to pick yeah. on people. Okay. So I'm going to do my job. And uh, There's a lot of times if you don't get picked on, you, you right. don't love them. That yeah, is true. I've heard that. Always, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before, <laughs> so, too. Yep. Uh, you had a funny story about not being introduced without like your husband's name or something. Yeah. We've yeah. actually had it reversed because where I, when I worked at UT, we would have dinners and things that michael would get to come with me to oh so he was introduced as my husband oh how did he handle it <laughs> the table got turned he was fine with it did he like lean back and say preacher <laughs> no. he didn't, he didn't most, do that. <laughs> most, most of everybody there in the work circle knew he was a pastor but gotcha. yeah but yeah so, so well the tables had been turned i'm the glad you're here him. without him just by yourself <laughs> Because he would not fit on the Preacher's Wives episode, yeah, exactly. No. But, no. Yeah. H.G. said they were thinking about sitting in and being our audience, and I was like, no. No. Yeah, we, we keep that having that conversation back first. and forth. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I think they're afraid of. Exactly. That if they do that, they're, they're going to get it mm-hmm. back in return. So, yep. And by the way, we're, we're trying to get your grandkids to call you Coonsie. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. So that would be catchy. Yeah, we're trying. But she doesn't have grandkids yet, so let's and be clear about that's, that. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even thinking yeah. about. Coonsie right now is just a, a young now. person's nickname. Yes, that's right. Yep, that's has right. nothing to do son. with grand anything. Yeah. It's his birthday. It's this his week. birthday this week. Oh so well, he's just shout now out. Turning twenty, so, yep. so we're not happy ready birthday, for all that. TJ. In, happy birthday, uh, TJ. In New Mexico. Yes. He's in New Mexico and in the military. Yes. Cannon Air Force Base. Salute. To him. Yep. For being involved in that. Pretty important stuff. So. He's having fun with it. Good. Okay. So. Susan Jones is also back. I am. <laughs> Good to have you back. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, you came through Nashville traffic. I did. Have we talked about this before? I did. It seems like it's familiar. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been living here 31 years, and they've been working on the same stretch of road for 31 years. Yep. On the north side of Nashville, Tennessee. And if you visit Nashville, Tennessee, if you're listening to this and you're not from here, you know what we're talking about because you would have had to deal with that mm-hmm. if you came in for the touristy things. Which, you know, is funny. Uh, people have come out here to visit me before and ask, well, have you been to so-and-so? No. <laughs> right, yeah. So what about that? No. When you live here, you don't do it. No. Mm-hmm. No, we... In fact, I have a cousin who uh, uh, he, he took people... On the Opryland Hotel, you know, which is fascinating. It's just oh, yeah, such a big, a nice building. But he took people through that so many times. He got to where, when you went with him, mm-hmm. uh, he was almost running through there. <laughs> he, he's going to get through that. Let's get it done. So I'm glad all of you are back. We had a, a, a couple of these under our belt, so we're going to settle in here and talk about all kinds of things. You know, uh, with your husbands recently, you know, I like to cut up and talk about funny stuff and uh, especially on the front porch visit here on the first of it. Uh, but we talked uh, with them recently about things that they got from their grandparents. And it was a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. I heard some really good things about that. And uh, I think, Susan, you might have suggested that we do that. Yeah. 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 I thought it was good to hear their story. Yes, because I was wanting yeah. to uh, yeah. talk about disastrous cooking episodes. And you said, <laughs> well, we have what those we talked about? <laughs> so. Let's not tell what a bad cook I am. <laughs> We That's might. already been shared on a previous broadcast by my husband. Raw chicken and tears and, yeah. and all it was that. Lovely, yeah. such a memory. Yes. Well, he's such a lovely, yes, compassionate man. Yes, so. he is. Yes. But, so let's let's talk about that with with you all because it's real neat when you anybody when you get to thinking about your grandparents. It's it's real neat what you start thinking about. And one of the things I was thinking about with them, which brought the whole thing up, was I was curious to know. What trait from your grandparents that you either wish you have, or think you have, or, and you can expound on your grandparents a little bit. It's your grandparents. So, uh, by the way, uh, uh, I have told uh, Kuntz because he did not have a lot of grandparent experience mm-hmm. that I would be his faux grandpa. Yep. Did I say this? I've heard this that. all feels like deja vu. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Oh. But anyway, so. Offer still there. So let's talk about your grandparents and uh, what you got from them or you hope you got from them. Okay. Good. Can I go on first? Yeah, you look like you're ready. All right. Let's get this done. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's get this done. <laughs> I, was, I was actually blessed and I had, well, grandmothers on both sides, my dad's side and my mother's side. And then I had my grandfather on my mom's side and we called them Mama and Papa. And it was just... They wanted to teach their grandkids hard work, you know, hard work pays off. And so that's always, you know, they were very loving. They didn't, you really always had a lot, but 
when you were over, you were the center of attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if all the grandkids was over. It was just like, and she was always trying to figure out ways to get us all to spend the night. So, <laughs> like, well, you didn't turn that down. Um, <laughs> but they, they were. They wanted to make sure we knew to work hard and respect everybody. And then on my dad's side, I always called her Granny, but I never knew my my grandpa on my dad's side. He kind of disappeared at some point when my dad was little, and we never knew where what happened to him. Hmm. So, but she never remarried or anything to that. So she taught me how to be a strong, independent woman. You mm-hmm. know, she gave that as an example yeah. because. And that, even in that time frame, mm-hmm. she grew up, I mean, she had a life without a husband. Mm-hmm. So, did that, Was this in the country? Were they in the country? Um, well, country, mountain area. We grew up in North Carolina, so mm-hmm. towards the foothills of the mountains. Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah. That's a pretty state. It is. I like that state. Mm-hmm. A little partial to it. So you think that uh, you wound up being the strength? You kind of think back to that? I think so. Mm-hmm. No, my husband will tell me I'll get the stubbornness from it, too. (laughs) Isn't it funny how a lot of people get uh, strength from the grandma? Mm. Isn't it funny? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You and your husband are to the point. I've noticed this. You're like, to the point. Were they both from, were, were like all your family from North Carolina or do, were they different states? No, pretty much. All of them. Yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah. all of North Carolina. Yeah. My aunt moved to upstate New York, so that was yeah. always fun going up. Oh, that'd be pretty. My um, uncle at the time, before he passed away, was Italian. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. would go up and his parents huh. would always do the full Italian. Yeah authentic meal and yeah. I was like oh wow but no pretty much my family grew up I yeah. mean we were all there in the all same there. oh wow that's a yeah. little town everybody yeah. knew everybody literally yeah, yeah. so I love yeah. those towns yeah mm-hmm. they are good mm-hmm. yeah they have their downfalls yes. and everybody knows everybody yeah, but especially when you go to the same high school that your dad was at for until we moved so yeah, yeah. Oh. I had 32 people in my graduating class. Wow. Oh, wow. That's kind of a small town. That's kind That's of a small, small town. town. That's a small town. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Got me beat on that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who's up? Yeah. You want to go? Yeah. So my grandma was from West Virginia. So okay. Kind of, kind of near there. Yeah. And she was a self-proclaimed hillbilly. Mm-hmm. Hill, hillbilly? Did hillbilly? I say that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she grew up, you know, during the Great Depression and she... Again, hard work ethic, but she always believed that, you know, it didn't matter what you didn't have, you could still present yourself well, right? So, I mean, it didn't matter if you didn't have a lot, you could still wash your feet, right? Pride in yourself. Yeah, Yeah. you could still do that. And she was um, probably... So she she was raised by her grandmother, so she always felt unwanted because she was a child Mm -hmm. out of wedlock, right? And so back Mm -hmm. then... So she always felt that way, and she kind of carried that with her throughout her whole life. You would see that her first husband, my biological grandfather, um, had another family, so left her. So, you know, you just see this pattern of that. But I share that to say that what it did for me was it 
it reminded me how important it is to let people know of their worth, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they don't know their mm-hmm. worth a lot mm-hmm. of times because life can be icky. Mm-hmm. She loved Jesus and she shared that and passed that down, but she always had that kind of thing hanging over her of just questioning her worth. So it really, mm-hmm. really became a catalyst for me to do what I do now, which is kind of cool to think about um, mm-hmm. that. And then my... Um, my biological grandfather grandfather um, actually was an entrepreneur too, and so that passed down to me mm-hmm. just that, you have that. strength yeah. that yeah, just that different mindset. Um, and then on my dad's side, he was a he was a pastor actually, and so um, it's cool to see he wrote a lot. He was an old United Methodist pastor, mm-hmm. and he wrote a lot of like his diary stuff. Cool. And then my grandmother would write accounts and they came from Sweden and so she kind of wrote like a diary as well so it's just really cool to go back and read you know things from them and to realize because they passed away when I was little so I didn't I have memories of them but not anything mm-hmm. beyond just you know sitting at their kitchen table or something which are pretty um, good memories yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 um, but nothing beyond that but to be able to kind of see into their thoughts <clears throat> and you know the things that we we talk about here just in terms of being pastor's wives. It's just cool to hear that years ago, you know, mm-hmm. the same, the same type of things that they were talking about. And it's just neat to think about that. Cause I don't growing up, I never would have thought it would have been a pastor's wife. So mm-hmm. to see the kind of the legacy, I guess, yeah, that's being really in the neat. ministry is kind of fun, but they were from like Minnesota area. So my family's kind of all from all Minnesota, around. but they were in Minnesota. So they came to Virginia? Minnesota West well, West Virginia was my mom's side, mm-hmm. and then my dad's side was Minnesota. Uh, as a side note, I was raised by my grandparents. Yeah. And uh, I know some things my grandmother went through, mm-hmm. and she had to be mm-hmm. pretty tough. Mm-hmm. I think back in those days, in, mm-hmm. in some of those generations, a lot of things happened that would surprise anybody mm-hmm. about what yeah. people actually had to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing up, yeah. and then as a young adult, mm-hmm. and it made them a mm-hmm. certain way, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. They were so tough, and mm-hmm. but then when you get on down the road and you yeah. hear all the backstories, yeah. you start to see, well, yeah, you had to yeah. be, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. had to be tough, and yeah. so, yeah, yeah. Because uh, my grandmother, one from West Virginia, she raised six kids, you know, essentially on her own in Detroit. Michigan so mm. it's just neat so my mom got to do a lot of the raising too because she was the oldest mm. daughter so but yeah made them strong yeah mm-hmm yeah sure. good stuff <laughs> I like it yeah, yeah I like it yeah Susan all right well so uh, my story with my grandparents is that my mom's dad actually <clears> passed <throat> away when my mom was expecting my oldest brother, who was the first grandchild. So none of us mm. got to know him. He died suddenly mm. of a massive heart attack. He was an over-the-road truck driver mm. and got back from a long trip to New York and got back on the lot and was sleeping and never mm-hmm. woke up. Mm. Oh, wow. So um, his my grandmother, we called her Nanny. Um, she then was left with three girls. Um, so suddenly, and I think they were 60-ish, they were a little older when they got married for that time frame. So she was left as a young widow. Um, My mom, again, was married. She was the oldest. And then her two sisters were still at home and in high school. 
So she had to go to work and mm-hmm. put on her big pants and, and keep rolling. And so um, she also, when she was a child, when she was 14, she lost her mom. Her mom died, and uh, she was the oldest daughter. And so she took on uh, the responsibility. There were seven children of raising the rest of the children yeah. and parenting them. And she was just, but she was so gentle. Mm-hmm. There was a strength there, mm-hmm. um, but it was a very quiet and gentle strength. Mm-hmm. What I would hope I I have inherited from my nanny um, is her faith. Mm-hmm. She had such great faith, mm-hmm. even though she had all these hard things, cancer and all kinds of stuff that she lived through. And she lived to be 98. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's but pretty she, tough right there. Yeah. She... She just was amazing, and I remember as a child, you know, like you said, you don't put all the pieces together. I knew mm-hmm. her story, some of them, but then as you look back as an adult and think about the reality of what she went through mm-hmm. and still kept her faith, and she was never angry. She was never mm-hmm. bitter. Honestly, I never heard her say a bad word about anybody. Well, I'll take that back. There was one lady. <laughs> <laughs> That she was a pill. I have to cut her some grace on this. And the lady would call her every day. And she was just a mean lady. And I think that's why my grandmother would get very frustrated with her. That was the only person. I would say her name, but there's relatives probably still out there. And and like it's an unusual name. So everybody from home, which is in North Carolina, would know. But yeah, that's the only person ever heard her be frustrated with. But she just had such faith, and she just, whatever happened, she trusted God with it and walked mm-hmm. forward. And I remember we were home. She got to know all of my children. Um, Micah was a baby when she passed. Um, and we were home one time at Mom's, and we were laying in our bed. She was living at my Mom's at that point. She couldn't live by herself anymore. She was across the hall in my old bedroom, and HD and I were in, in the bedroom across the hall from her. And she prayed out loud at night. Oh, wow. Aww. And we got to hear her yeah. say when her prayers. When she was going to bed. Oh, yeah. Wow. And yeah. she was in there by herself. You know, Mom had already helped put her in the bed. And her mind was fine. Her body, she just couldn't walk, had terrible arthritis, and her legs right. didn't function well. And, mm-hmm. and we got to hear her in there praying. Wow. And she prayed for every one of her children, every one of her son-in-laws, mm-hmm. and every grandchild. And, I mean, every oh, wow. and great-grandchild at that point, which were my children. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we got to hear her pray aloud oh, wow. that time when we were home. And that was just the coolest thing. And I even got to speak at her funeral. And, you know, one of my biggest memories of, of Nanny was, I said, what I noticed, she wasn't bold in her faith. She wasn't loud about her faith. She was just consistent. Mm-hmm. And she was solid. And you knew she prayed. And I said, when I went to her house, what I began to notice as I started growing up was that every time I went there, her Bible was somewhere different. It was open. So she and was it was using marked, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but it moved. Mm-hmm. And that's what I remember and cherish about Nanny, that I knew she didn't sit down in front of me mm-hmm. and read it or, you know, yeah. we didn't have, we'd had conversations about the Lord, but she wasn't like evangelizing me. Mm-hmm. But I just happened to notice mm-hmm. that, watch the way she lived her life and what she did. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not as genteel. As my grandmother was, and I know that. I you wish kind of see that a little bit once in a while. I have a lot of my dad in me. It's just a little edge. There's a lot of edge that comes through there. But my grandmother, just her strength of her faith yeah. was awesome. And then my dad's parents, his mom actually um, was buried on my fourth birthday. So I really have very faint memories mm-hmm. of her. Very, very faint memories. And she was sick for a while. Um, but my granddad, he lived in, my dad's dad lived until he was 91. 
Wow. And I was actually a freshman in college when he passed away wow. and loved him dearly. Um, he was not the kind of granddad that would get in the floor and play with the grandkids, that kind of thing. He mm-hmm. was a businessman. But again, he was strong in his faith. Mm-hmm. He was in church every Sunday. You knew where he stood. Um, so I, I treasured that history in my grandparents. And I hope mm-hmm. they did pass that on to me that I will live that out in front of my grandchildren. They'll mm-hmm. notice that my Bible moves. Yeah, that, that line is really yeah. going to stick with me. That, that yeah. Bible move. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. What did what did y'all call all of your grandparents? <laughs> I had a nanny and a pawpaw that nanny were living. And nanny and pawpaw. Mm-hmm. And yours was mama and pawpaw. Mama and pawpaw and Mom. granny. And granny. Everybody's got one granny. It seems. <laughs> I did not have a granny. You didn't have a granny. I had a mama no, and yeah. a nanny and a yeah pawpaw yeah. and. I was really boring. It was grand, grandma and grandpa. What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's what I wanted to call me, grandpa. Yeah, 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 that was that was it. Yeah. Neat. Yep. I didn't know there were options oh, until yeah. I got older, and then I was like, "Wow." You can you can choose something else, like yeah. cootsie or something else, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or honey. I love honey. Tracy's. Uh-huh. You know, what I, you yeah. know, what I call my grandma, grandpa. What? Mama and daddy. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, That's what they were. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. But then I had great grandparents, and I call, it was Mama Lola and Lige. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway. Now we called, so for my girls, my grandmother was Gigi. That mm. was her nickname because we helped take care of her for a little bit. So she had a cute nickname, but yeah. Yeah. These are really moving stories. Yeah. I like these. these are, mm-hmm. They're not yeah. cut up funny stuff. But you know, in listening and listening to the good. guys tell it and, and us tell our story yeah. about our grandparents, being a grandparent now and uh, you're a grandparent. It, yeah, this, you can see a whole lot. Yeah. yeah, I'm just you can like see things different. Yeah, I really I want my grandkids to have those stories about me, and, I, yes. and it reminds me like today when I was with some of my grandkids, thinking, you know, what memory am I creating today mm-hmm. that one day they'll say, "Hey, Grammy came to see us, and we went and did such yeah. and such," or she told me this, or I'll we just, did that. I'll just tell you, I don't know if you've noticed it yet, but uh, I noticed early on that those grandkids paying really close attention. Oh yeah. I mean, so things you do, I mean. They bring them up down the road, and you're going like, I didn't know you even knew about that. And so they're paying a lot of, yes, lot of attention. But, yeah, that's worth its weight in gold right yep. there. I like it. Yep. Which is why I plant some really funny things once in a while. <laughs> so that they come, come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to take my grandson. I, I never did it, but uh, there's a creek below mm-hmm. the studio here. And I always wanted to take him when he was like two or three mm-hmm. regularly down to the creek and just stand at the creek and tell him, Japan is that way. <laughs> Texas is that way so that someday he would be in school and they'd call him up to the chalkboard to a map and and that would come to his mind Japan is that, is that way, way. <laughs> Texas is that way I never did that but, uh, my grandson is, is kind of unique and he's flipped more tricks on me than he's ever thought about wow. imagine that yeah flipping on him. good talk yeah. that was quite yeah. nice and uh, next episode we do we'll do something funny and silly okay so, uh, but that's good. Yeah, you. Uh, I guess I guess you hope that you get some traits out of people that came before you mm-hmm. because they seem to be smarter. Uh, and you hope your own grandkids will mm-hmm. consider you that way too, which means behave. There you go. <laughs> behave yourself. They're watching. Yeah, they are watching. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, come back and talk about some stuff we found in the Bible. Do you listen to or watch Mike the Baptist? Do you wear clothes? If so, we've got some great news. T-shirts and hoodies are now available at MikeTheBaptist.com. 
Just visit MikeTheBaptist.com, click on the merchandise link, and you'll find high-quality tees, hoodies, and even onesies for the babies in a variety of colors, all with the Mike the Baptist logo and familiar sayings from the program. Mike the Baptist is a true labor of love. No one has to pay to listen or watch the program, but Mike and the crew have to eat. So a portion of each sale of a t-shirt or hoodie goes to Mike's local Kroger, Walmart, or electric utility. It's kind of simple like that. In order to keep the program free, we have to generate a bit of income to pay the bills. When you make a purchase, you're not only doing the world a favor by wearing clothes, you're helping keep the messages of Mike the Baptist on the air. Thanks for helping out, and thanks so much for being involved in spreading the good news. What a great planet. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we're about to enter into a talk about some stuff we found in the Bible, and some places in the Bible, I'm just going to be honest with you, we're all friends here. Some of the stuff in the Bible is weird. Very weird. Yes. And, you know, when you when you try to take <clears throat> some of the things you read in the Scripture and apply them to your culture today, yes, it's it's just odd. There ain't, there's no other way to explain that. So mm-hmm. I think the thing that, that I always get out of the Bible and talks about Scripture is there are some things in there that relate. I think one of us just said it a little bit ago in the green room between uh, in the break there that, is that uh, uh, there's really nothing new going on on the planet. Right, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, she did. I mean, the thing, these weird things that are in Scripture actually revolve around what human beings do. Yes. And Just a different humans have never changed. Yeah, they're all mm-hmm. the same. They're always going to be the same. So uh, bear with the crew here while we jump into, <laughs> is it Second Kings or something <laughs> like that? Yes. One, yeah. of those, one of those places you don't mm-hmm. usually go when you're no. looking for something yeah. you know to answer why can't you pay your light bill this month but right. <laughs> we're going to talk about it, and i promise you something will come of it because we're not in charge of what comes out of this right no uh, yeah. we're really hoping god's gonna we know he will take this oh, and yeah. do something yeah. with it yeah. so second kings we've kind of been talking about is a is a hard mm-hmm. a hard story first and second kings there's just a lot in there mm-hmm. and a lot of odd mm-hmm. things i mean I, I remember last year i did a study in kings and and primarily what i came away with was and the king did not follow God. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the next king. Right. And that king did not follow yeah. God. Right. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you'd have one that did follow God, and things were better. Mm-hmm. Wow. Miraculous. And so then that, they had a kid that ruined it. And yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. And then they had <laughs> some the crazy king. king. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So there so you a, go. It's a pattern, which is the same thing here. We right. have yeah. good leadership. Right. We have bad leadership. We're yeah. following God. We're not following God. So the thing mm-hmm. you might came away with was you should follow God yeah. because he pretty much knows what's going on, and you need to follow him as your leader. Okay, but, thanks for joining us today. There you go. Yeah, that's like the <laughs> but so exactly. we're in Second Kings starting, you know, in chapter mm-hmm. one is kind of where one through six is sort of this week what we've been reading. Um, but it's, it starts out about Elijah. And so for those mm-hmm. who aren't very familiar with the Bible, a lot of people have heard at least the part about Elijah was the guy who a chariot came and took him off up into heaven. Right. So that's who yeah. Elijah, J-A-H, was. He was okay. that prophet which prophets a guy who comes and he's here and God gives him words and speaks to him mm-hmm. and teaches him, tells him what to tell the people. He's kind of the communication piece between God mm-hmm. and the people. So Elijah's the one, if you're not in church, hopefully you've heard at least that part of his story mm-hmm. that he was taken up by a chariot. He did mm-hmm. not physically die. He was taken off by a chariot. So his protege that was working with him was Elisha. 
Now, why did they have to have their names I that know. close it's together? Like, <laughs> it's like parents that name their kids all with the same first yes. letter, and then I can't remember who they are. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why do you do that? Yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of confusing. But the helper's name, his protege's name was Elisha, S-H-A. So he was there and watched him get taken off. So he knew that he was next in line to take over as the prophet, mm-hmm. as God's prophet for the people. Have there ever been times that you guys have been put in that leadership role and it's like, you know, you're kind of like you start out doing a job and, and you've got a, a supervisor over you and you're working mm-hmm. with them and watching them. And then you kind of get this feeling that, OK, I think they're wanting me. That person's probably going to be promoted to the next level or they're going to retire. That happens a lot. Yeah. And there I can tell that I'm being yeah. positioned to take their place. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had that happen? And is that a scary feeling mm-hmm. or what did you do to kind of prepare for that? coming when you could kind of see it well I've kind of had that with my career outside of church and kind of the the incidents you know you're talking about yeah the person above me or it was you know had stepped somewhere else or left and I kind of filled their Mm -hmm. shoes and sometimes you're like okay I didn't know how to do this but now I'm really having to do this do I have the knowledge Mm -hmm. and you know it always seems to work out and we always kind of bring something away from it. But I've also had it in some of my church stuff, mm-hmm. too, that I've gotten mm-hmm. put into. Like, I would end up doing a study or something, and the people I'm talking to know the Bible way more than I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Lord, why are you, yeah. why do you have me up in front of these exactly. people? You know, exactly. um, when I was reading over it, one, one particular incident came to mind we were doing a study, Michael was doing a study at one of our previous churches, and he got to a point that it, it was mainly talking more to the ladies of the church. Sure. Yeah. So he came to me, he was like, hey, I, I need you to do Sunday morning service because it's the ladies part of the yeah. The study, and yeah. I'm going... The big what? service? Yes, the big service. <laughs> big church? Big church. How did, he, how did he ask you this? I want to know. Did he, like, set it up and make you dinner, or... <laughs> no, he, like, just, well, he just kind of put him out with it. Which I... Yeah, that's I a different tactic. I was how not, it was going to happen anyway, because I knew it was going to come yeah, up, but I was yeah. like, he'll just kind of come, and I'm like, no, he, he asked it. Yeah. So I was like, so doing that, I'm going... Okay, mm-hmm. this is Sunday morning church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't, it's yeah. not like a Wednesday night or Sunday night Bible study. Yeah. This was, but, but as we said, God gave, mm-hmm. you know, me the strength mm-hmm. and because it was literally all him because, yeah. I mean, of course I had my notes in front of me, but. Yeah, but but when but you're when you're in front of people, those notes no. sometimes don't mean much. No, mm-hmm. so but, so Been when there. we were doing this, yeah. it's like okay, that that popped in my head of like okay, and then some of the mission things that we've done, it's like the ladies or even the gentlemen, I'm like you have a whole lot more knowledge. Why are you not up here teaching this? Why am I doing this? But but you grow from it. That's yeah. that's oh, yeah. what I've mm-hmm. I have found each time I've done it or God has put me into that position. Mm-hmm. I have grown from that. Um, we're still working on the confidence part, but it's <laughs> yeah. more there than it was mm-hmm. years ago. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sarah, do you yeah. have an incident you wanted to share? <laughs> I was thinking about, <laughs> I don't know how many years ago, but there was a Mother's Day that mm-hmm. HD um, came to me after the service, and he looks at me, he goes, 
I want you preaching next year. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you know, <laughs> awkward laugh. Yeah, I'm like, like whatever. And then he was serious. And so the next year, yeah. <laughs> and then he really did. And so he and really did. He really, he really yeah. meant it. And yeah, that was yeah. a stretch, stretch experience for sure. Because yeah. totally intimidating. Especially, I don't know if I can say this. Sure you can. As a, as a woman sometimes, um, well, I think I can say it because it's important to talk about. As a woman in church sometimes, I think... Sometimes we can struggle with, you know, if if I'm the one speaking, is that going to offend well, sure. somebody else, sure. right? Like, I yeah. think we can talk about that because exactly. that's a thing. It is yeah. a thing. Yep. Um, and so you just have to get past that, right? And and know when God calls you to do something and you do it in obedience. Like you sure. said, your confidence is going to grow. And then people were receptive that I would not have thought would have been. And so I think I was know. there for that. And I think mm-hmm. it yeah. was excellent. Yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> yes. You think. Yeah. I well, think wait I was a minute. Let me, I think it was know. excellent. That was really I'm good. I'm just going to say that because I'm here. Yeah. Well, I was in my <laughs> thoughtful mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. yeah. But um, that was good. It was Thank really you. good. Yes. And it was. I, I think when you know when people, um, like when we give opportunities for people too, because we're we're all pastors' wives, right? So, well, not you. But I mean, the three no. of us are. I am not. Let's be clear. Yeah. No. Let's, the let's, three of us are. That's a different so, topic. So a lot of times we can automatically, it's like, oh, well, you lead this, right? Because mm-hmm. people assume that we are more confident in doing that, even though that does not mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it really doesn't. But people can assume that. So we, we're given maybe more leadership um, opportunities. When we turn around and we hand those to other people, it's super empowering because also you know, everyone needs to hear different, different voices, not many voices in their head, but different, <laughs> different voices. I don't know why she looked over here. I get How that a lot. How medicine last for? I get that a lot. Don't you? Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good thing because we, we learn, we learn best when we are hearing it from different people, right? So like you stepping in and teaching, that portion, I'm sure women were more receptive maybe mm-hmm. to it. So I think it's really good when we can do that. But I know a lot of people, when you were asking the question, I was kind of laughing because I'm thinking a lot, I feel like in my life anyway, a lot of, of the time it's just because I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, like she keeps showing up, so we're going to give her this. <laughs> you know, it has nothing to do with Well, you have to be, y'all ability. have to be there all She's the time. Stay. Yeah. Old, <laughs> like, so. Um, you know, yeah, y'all are at a disadvantage from having to be there so much, but I but mean, it's also pretty impressive. Though, like that in, y'all... in normal jobs too, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I just kind of yeah. feel like that's always the she keeps showing up. Let's give let's give her that. Yeah. Well, that's true too. Yeah. yeah. If you if you'll yeah. step up and do it, a lot of people will yeah. let you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think it's what you're trying <laughs> yes. to say. Yeah. yeah, they will. But that's that's pretty common too. And and that's true a lot of times too. You know, in thinking about that, about people who do feel because I think there is the assumption that because our husbands are pastors, yeah. that we obviously have the same biblical knowledge and gifting right. that they do, which is so untrue. Yeah, and like to be not, in front of people, right? Like not in front of exactly. Like, like I can play piano, but that doesn't mean he can play piano. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Just like, and that doesn't mean every pastor's wife can right. play the piano. And every pastor's wife can't. Worst thing. Yeah, I'm just saying. Was, I'm not. Yeah, I yeah, think a lot totally of people a have a little bit of misconception about yeah, some of but, that. and we don't don't have I think you know we're we really don't have any more security right in getting up and and doing things in the church yeah. whether it's speaking or whether it's mm-hmm. leading anything or just uh, driving a ministry or we don't have any more confidence to be honest mm-hmm. than anybody else mm-hmm. other than I, I think we have learned 
yeah. in our role to step forward, to be mm-hmm. willing to take the risk, and mm-hmm. we've grown from it. Mm-hmm. And I think you, the more you step outside of yourself and you do mm-hmm. things you're asked to do, and you're not, I, I think there are times we're asked to do things we shouldn't say yes to just because somebody asks you, because right. it's not, like right. if somebody asked me to be a Sunday school teacher for adult right. classes, I'm not right. going to do that. It's not in your wheelhouse. It's not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. Um, but other things are in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. that I can do. Um, so I do think you have to make sure you're stepping into things that you feel God wants you to do. But I think the more you step into those and the more you trust God, like you said, mm-hmm. you, you know, you ask God, you're okay, God, this is going to be you. And I know you mm-hmm. did when you preached, not yeah. preach, but when you spoke yeah. that Sunday about yeah. Mother's Day. She kind of yeah. preached. She, she, we're not going to call it that, though. She did a great job. She brought the word. Yeah. And, and again, she could speak to that from a perspective as a mom and mm-hmm. HD can't do that. So that's why mm-hmm. he did it because mm-hmm. he does, he can't really speak yeah. to mm-hmm. being a mother mm-hmm. because obviously he's not, I mean, he watched, <laughs> he had a mom watches me be a mom, but, yeah. but you know, I do think, and I think that's what Elisha did. He, he trusted God. He prayed. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, God, if you're wanting me to do this, you've got to give me, I want a double portion. Yeah, and double. we think sometimes that that sounds prideful. He wasn't asking to be better than Elijah and God let me, mm-hmm. you know, do more than yeah. Elijah, but it wasn't from a prideful standpoint. He wanted mm-hmm. to do more just because of his heart for God. Mm-hmm. And so he trusted God. Okay. If you're yeah. going to call me to do this, then I'm going to trust you to give me what I need and equip me in a way to do it. And, you know, if you, if you read the scripture, he received Elijah's cloak, mm-hmm. and he took it and performed the same act with it that Elisha did, which was hitting the water with it. And Elisha was able to Elijah was able to separate the waters, mm-hmm. and so then Elisha, when he had the cloak after Elijah was taken off, he did the same thing, yeah. and the same miracle happened, yeah. which allowed the people with him to trust him mm-hmm. and know that that mm-hmm. baton had been passed. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to do that too. We have to ask God to equip us, and sure. then for God to show the people that are following us yeah. that we have been provided for to do. So here's this. what you're looking for in those weird stories yeah. in the Bible mm-hmm. that we were talking about yeah. is the, the human part of it about mm-hmm. uh, trusting God yeah. to help you do something. Yeah. You may, I mean, I doubt any of us are ever going to have to smoke anything with a cloak. Right. I just don't think we're <laughs> going to ever so. come across that one. No. Uh, no. But we are maybe. we are going to be maybe challenged once in a while to uh, lead a little charge. Yeah, that might be that might be a trip to uh, somewhere on a little mission thing, or yeah. I mean, uh, it might be driving a, a neighbor to the grocery store. Sure, same mm-hmm. difference. It's all the same difference. Right. Um, but you got to be willing. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you have to be willing, and you have to trust that yeah. that you are not really in charge of the results of of all these mm-hmm. things that we mm-hmm. talk about here. You're not in charge of that result. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, and the second you start thinking you are, you're going to get off track. Yeah. And I think that's where these scriptures go mm-hmm. is yeah. there's yes. some people that kind of get off track mm-hmm. here because they got to yeah. doing. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe relying on their own efforts to. Yeah, absolutely. Because his later down, uh, Elisha then brings a protege up under him his ministry. And I'm not even sure. I mean, I don't have yeah. the fancy software that HD has to tell <laughs> you how to pronounce these big names. Mm-hmm. But his name right, is, though. I would say, Gehazi. Uh-huh. Can yeah. we go with that? Yeah. Well, he was there, right, with his fancy uh, he, software. Maybe he, not. He usually doesn't remember. <laughs> he has to spell it out on there. <laughs> That's his trick. Um, but, you know, he... Where Elisha was doing things not for his own self and his own benefit, mm-hmm. his protege that he brought up began getting that little bit of self involved mm-hmm. in it. And I think mm-hmm. that's so dangerous when we do that, when we yes. let ourself and our own yes. desires begin to lead yeah. us. Because then there's this really uh, bad story 
where uh, Naaman comes, a king comes. Naaman was a king, is that correct? And he was like, was like the commander of the army for the That's kids. right. He wasn't yeah. a king. He yeah. was a commander. See, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. who can keep this stuff straight? <laughs> yeah, not me. Yeah, yeah but not- he came to um, Elisha. He had leprosy. And so yeah. they sent him to yeah. Elisha to be healed. And so Elisha first told him no. Mm-hmm. Um because he and then he told him, Well, you've got to go down to mm-hmm. the Jordan. the Jordan and be yeah. washed seven times, right? Mm-hmm. To wash seven times. Yeah. I have to help me remember this. Yep. To get rid of the leprosy. And he thought he was too good for that. Yeah. Oh no. I'm an yeah. official. Yeah. You should go get the water, there's, I guess. There's and better bring water it that <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, there's better water where I come from. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. That's beneath me. And so then he ended up doing it mm-hmm. and he was healed of his leprosy and so he wanted to give gifts and he was so appreciative and Elisha was like no I don't want your gifts because I don't want it to be about that yeah, yeah. this is a, a yeah. mercy from the Lord this is not right. about what you bring and what you right. do and so he went away and then his little helper Gehazi decided oh man we missed out on a bunch <laughs> yeah. of stuff here what yeah. are you doing Elisha <laughs> yeah. so he didn't talk about it to Elisha he just took off after him made mm-hmm. up this big story about why he needed the plunder from him and so he willingly gives it to him some of it to him and he brings it back but instead of sharing it or doing anything he hides it mm-hmm. why do you think he got so greedy yeah I think sometimes they you we can lose <clears throat> sight of what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, getting a gift is not always bad, but it's like with in this situation that that wasn't the point and that wasn't what Elijah was trying to show this person. Mm-hmm. It was like because yeah. if he did, if he took them, then that would have completely took away the blessing God gave. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I think when his protege was like he got greedy mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I could do this. We could do this. We could do yeah. this. I could do yeah. this. You know. And so he lost sight of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's hard not to take a gift. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so. not always wrong to take the gift, mm-hmm. but it's situational a lot of times. Absolutely. Right. You have to take in what's going on around you. Stay focused with it. if you mm-hmm. can. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe he didn't trust Elisha's wisdom mm, yeah. in it. Maybe he yeah, was beginning right, to become right. a little prideful and cocky on his yeah. own. Yeah. Gehazi, what was his name? Gehazi. Gehazi. That's how I'm going to say it. Gehazi. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's in there. Gehazi. But he, he knew better than boss man. <laughs> yeah, you know, We need right. his money. Well, we can, yeah. And a lot of times I think Pride. we can justify those gifts uh-huh. and be like, oh, we can do all these great things with it. Okay, but yeah. he didn't do one great thing with it. He right. went and took <laughs> it and buried it and <laughs> <laughs> hit it for he himself. Hit it so. Because yeah, he knew it was wrong. Was, yeah. yeah. So how does all this yeah. relate to the, you know, back to the person that's not immersed in this as a living or, you know, the, who are, who are mm-hmm. not church people all right. the time who are you know your casual how's this how's this what we're talking about relate to that person who, who's not leading who's not mm-hmm. preaching on a sunday morning mm-hmm. yeah uh or who's not leading anything uh a study anywhere or uh, how's that relate to the person sitting in a church congregation who's mm-hmm. trying to make some sense out of some of these bizarre stories in the right. bible uh, Does it just relate yeah. to their own? Uh... I think, yeah, I think what you said, Susan, is a good point. He didn't trust his leader, right? And so he questioned that, so he <clears> went <throat> around his back, right? And I think that applies to, definitely applies to everyone. I think we have to acknowledge um, people that in are, are in authority, right? 
or that are leading us if we're if we're trusting them for example to preach god's word from the pulpit then we need to trust also where they're leading us Mm. um so i and i think it was it was just it was an example of him um being so self-focused right and so sometimes when we're when we're because he wasn't leading but he was kind of like kind of like being groomed to lead right Mm -hmm. so he was like working that he was involved in that yeah, so he was involved, if you wanted to use today's terms, I mean, he was involved in the work of the church, right? That's, oh, think, hang on. Are you going to buzz me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Can we work not say of, church? Well, the work, work of, of the church. Work, work of the of church. church. The extra buzz, I was just checking on you. <laughs> <laughs> not that I was over-buzzing you, but. Yeah, I mean, all um, of that's involved in the, in the, if the leadership is taking you somewhere of a church group that you belong to. Yeah. Then things that you do to support that or help it, you're involved in that. Right. I mean, you're so involved, you're a part so you it. have a little bit of responsibility there too. And so I think it just, it it's kind of that reminder, you know, watch your, watch your intention. Like, is your intention to help people to be part of the team or whatever? I'm so worried now that you're going to buzz me. No, no. I'm going to be thinking <laughs> no, about the entire time. Because I forget it's over there. I forget it's over there a lot. I want it right here so I can use it too. Well, at some point, everybody will have one. <laughs> No, I'm no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Because <laughs> I can't hear us. So I'll just be doing this though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, you better out, not. So better not. Turnabout is fair play, I believe. So, no. uh, carry on. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Well, I think you, you know you mentioned our listeners that aren't in church all the time. Yes. Um, it's kind of the same concept. You know, if with their jobs or their supervisors or their boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as an example, with the medical field, to throw it out there, you trust your leadership in what you're doing. And sometimes you see, it's kind of like Elijah's protege, they lose focus on what the situation is. Mm -hmm. They lose focus of, how's that patient? Mm -hmm. How can we make things better for the Mm -hmm. patient? And they're focused on more of, well, we need to get that copay. We need to get this. Ooh. We need to get that. Mm. Yeah. And so it's kind of yeah. the same concept. They mm. lose focus on what's going mm. on. So that can have some bad consequences in yeah. what you're talking about there. So, yeah. But it's, yeah. you know, you can secular or, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can, well, and, and in the end, uh, Gehazi ends up getting the leprosy. Yeah. <laughs> they just, right. were able, God funny. was able to cure name. Yeah. yeah. So That's is that yeah. fair? That he ended up getting leprosy? Yeah. What, I don't know what fair means. My dad would say, life's not fair. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, your dad would, would be right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the way we look at fair yeah. is yeah. It's probably not the way that uh, God looks at fair and just. Mm-hmm. And all well, that. yeah, that's what you, yeah. I mean, God gave it to him. Right. So, so I, I would have to say it's just. fair. Right? Yeah. yeah fair. I mean, it's just. Who named him Gehazi is what I want to know. I know. That wasn't fair, was it? That that's what's nice. not fair. That wasn't nice. Okay, everybody, let's uh, introduce each other. Yeah. Bill. Yeah. Gahazi. Oh, I think he fit right in in this time. Yeah. Hughley. Yes. Hughley. Yeah. I'm yes. Hughley. Yes. yes. Can you yes. imagine being four and saying, I'm Hughley? Yes, I've had that happen a lot. Well, with my son, yeah. He loved first day of school every year. Oh, I think yeah. he's great. Yeah. yeah. It, it made him a strong man. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so lots of crazy stories uh, woven throughout Second Kings, uh, for sure. What happens in this one? 
In the next one? No, in this story here. In the story, what happens like a in the when he gets well, leprosy? Well, yeah. What's ha- what's happening? Uh, what happens in the rest of it? Um, I mean, is anybody redeemed here at the end, or are they just? <laughs> nope. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me look. I think so. He, you ask he a troubling leaves, question, right? Like, like he hmm, he doesn't stay with Elisha, right? Uh, like I think he he doesn't stay with him. I don't think. I don't think but you so. know Nahum. Right, mm-hmm. the dude. Mm-hmm. So they were the ones they that were the actually invading <laughs> the Israelites at that time. So it's kind of interesting because they were they were the enemy, mm-hmm. right? Right. And he mm-hmm. came That's over and point. was asking for mercy. Mm-hmm. So that applies to life. It right? does, doesn't it? It, sh- it, should, it should, or you hope it would. You gonna buzz me? No, you have the buzzer. You can buzz yourself now. Look. Go ahead. You can buzz yourself. I think that's just kind of where it ended. Oh, I don't remember it do it? there being. There wasn't a whole lot of. A whole lot after that. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I'm not sure there is an end to a lot of these stories in the Old Testament. There's a lot of because them that are not in the whole Testament. Yeah, it's just like. Well, it's all this one uh, interwoven yeah. thing. And it's yes. kind of like uh, kind of like a story where, you know, sometimes things are not in a timeline, right? So sometimes right. you're. And I feel like it was kind of one of those where it wasn't necessarily in the Yeah, you're reading along logically. and it's like, bam, there's a story and you're like, oh, Yeah, and you're like, where did that come from? Right. Yeah. That's true. There's yeah. lots of stories. Well, it, there again. Yeah. It's okay to say that, that some of these things seem weird in the Bible. It's okay because oh. if, if you if you can't say that about some of these, if you're always going to try to pretend that, you know, none of that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> then you're going to miss some things. Mm-hmm. You're just going to miss some things. Well, and you know, I think it helps give Scripture validity because mm-hmm. if somebody just wanted to write a pleasant book yeah. that made right. everything make right. sense and right. made people yeah. want to be drawn to it, yeah. right. they would not put the crazy stuff in there because, yeah. I mean, it shows the sinful nature of man and the just the really right. wild stuff that our flesh will lead uh, us into. And and the a of, yeah, that there's it, a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of Yeah, yeah, yes. It's, it's kind of hilarious in a way that uh, the Bible is the way it is with these odd stories mm-hmm. yeah. and this and these great teachings all mixed in together so yeah. the the world that's not familiar with it it's it's kind of hilarious how thinking about folks that give the bible a hard time yeah. who don't know what's in there mm-hmm. and it's just great to to know that if they take the time to see what's actually in there mm-hmm. then all the other stuff kind of makes sense it um, does not kind of it really does make yeah. sense mm-hmm. yeah or if they're sat down and they start reading it, at least it's somewhat entertaining. Yeah, it, like you know, there's some things that are very entertaining. It's, it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, it's like I mean, we've, we've laughed about it. It's better than a soap opera because <laughs> like, yeah. oh yeah. wow, yeah. and then they did what? And then yeah. she yeah. did what with who and how? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's it's yeah, but I think again, I think it gives validity. Kind of makes yeah. soap operas look like Captain Kangaroo. It really does, yes. but people don't know that unless you dig into the word, you don't know mm-hmm. all this stuff yeah. that is there. It's, it's such so a cool. great book. It's yeah. a good book. Mm-hmm. It's still the most it popular book, isn't it? Yeah, I think Yeah. Well, let me just say. That you all did an excellent job of turning that odd scripture into something, <laughs> which is sometimes Good. the challenge. You know, I feel sorry for uh, the guys that work at, uh, you know, that put together Sunday school literature or <laughs> yeah. Connect or whatever. Yeah, I feel I sorry for some yeah. of those people because, yeah. you know, if you if you go to work there at their offices on a Monday morning and you just had a horrible weekend mm-hmm. and you're tired and your allergies are up and traffic <laughs> was bad and then you go in there and they say. Uh, can you do a lesson for Sunday on Second Kings? <laughs> yeah, can, like, I just feel sorry for those guys. Bye. And so they're, you know, they're doing what we just did right here today. They're saying yeah. we got to find some way to uh, yeah, do, do something with <laughs> right. yeah. But it came out, so 
uh, I, I would say, if I were synopsising this, mm-hmm. synopsising is not a word, but that's correct. Just for fun. I would you. say, don't be afraid to try a leadership role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's a task and somebody invites you to be a part of it mm-hmm. and gives you some responsibility, I would urge anybody to try that. Well, and mm-hmm. I, I'm going to add on to that as you're saying that. I think a, a good thing to do, too. To do, too. <laughs> to do, too. To do, too. This is a show that comes up with new words, and I love it. There you Trinkle. go. To do, too. Um, like with Elijah and Elisha, Elisha was watching Elijah, and Elijah was bringing him with him, and he wouldn't leave his side, and he went with him. And I think, you know, and when I was starting to be interested in taking on women's ministry, I went with Riddell Coffin, mm-hmm. and I paired with her and we kind of were a little team and I watched her and she taught me and trained me and nobody better than that. But I think it's good if you are feeling God leading you into something, it gives you a lot more confidence too going in. If you walk with somebody that's further down the road or that's doing it currently and, and let them teach you and let them train you and watch what they do and learn from them and the mistakes they've made yep. so that you don't just jump out there cold Turkey. It's just so much better. Yeah. And it's okay um, and, to be a little nervous when you oh, do sure. do it on your own. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. natural. And we need to mentor people. You know, we say that about Bible school all the time. You know, where are the 20 and 30-year-old ladies? We need you guys mm-hmm. and men. We need yes. you to come up here and be yes. part of the decorating and the making this stuff because we're yeah. all getting old. <laughs> so we need to start inviting those young people. And you young yeah. people need to step up and start coming yeah. and, and, and being mm-hmm. trained to take mm-hmm. on this next thing because we're, we're going to age out. And you know what? You need to be ready. What some of them may not know is it's a lot of fun just hanging around yeah. with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it a blast. Fellowship, they call it. You could post me on that. It's kind of habit forming. I'm but. feeling like there's power <laughs> here now. <laughs> good talk. Yeah. It's a good talk. So uh, bow up, as they say back home. All right. And do and try some stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't you, you can't really mess some of this up. And if, I, if you remember you're not in charge of the result, yeah. you yes. can't mess yeah. it up. You yeah, just exactly. be a part of it. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just gonna say I think I think the best leaders often too are the ones that feel inadequate. Right. Oh, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. that puts you in a position where you are constantly um you're you're just who who has known like a proud, overly proud leader, right? Or a boss mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. thought they were all that and a bag of chips. And yep. then you wanted to strangle them, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you don't want that. And so when you feel inadequate, it just it just keeps you kind of on track. And so don't don't think if you are afraid or you're anxious over it or you don't feel like you're good enough, don't don't think that that's a reason to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, good. No, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. A great Four synopsis. Fish. Synopsis. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's uh, take a little break. Come back and play in your Audi. This uh, serious. Second King stuff is kind of wearing me out. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. We'll be back. The purpose of a party is to have fun together. And a successful party needs planning and skill. Guest list, invitations, refreshments, entertainment. All these things should be planned to fit together well. The planning and preparation will help make a good party. But what else makes a good party? It's the skill of the hosts and the skill of the guests in making the party fun for everyone. First, getting everyone acquainted and into the spirit of the party. How's it done? Oh, hello, Eileen. Good to see you. Hello, Paul. I'm so glad you could come. Well, you can't keep me away. 
Eileen, this is Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello, Eileen. Aren't you the uh, party planner I've heard so much about? <laughs> well, and this is Paul Johnson, our star tackle. How you doing, Steve? Glad to know you, Paul. Let me take your coat. Notice Paul. how oh, Jean helps her guests get acquainted. Well, the party is off to a good start. Guests are on time. Everyone's out to have fun and to help others fun. Having fun together makes a party. Whenever any of the guests begin to lose interest in a game, the host should start a new game so fun together can continue. Each one should try to make the games fun. And if some guests forget this, well, anyone, even another guest, can help get the entire group together again. Jim started that hat-making contest that you like so much. We're going to give the prize to the best hat. All right, now here are your material. A hat-making contest? Well, this will reveal some talent. The party is going well again. And did you ever play rhythm? One, four. Three, four, four, one, three. Three, two. Or how about charades? Oh, we really well, have a good one. Oh, and then, at just the right moment, well, a little snack certainly is pleasant about this time of evening. Simple food, buffet style, an informal way to serve refreshments. Each one can serve himself and help the others, too. And while everyone finishes eating, a little more spontaneous, unplanned fun. Part of a good party is knowing when to go home. Now, let's think back. What made this party such a good one? If you are going to give a party, plan that party around a purpose. Choose your guests carefully. Plan invitations, plan for refreshments and entertainment. Practice to be a skillful host. Make sure the party is fun for everyone. And when you're invited to a party, practice the skills of a good guest. Be on time ready for fun. Take part in the party. Help everyone around you to have a good time. Leave on time and courteously too. Thanking your host sincerely for the good time you've had. All these things help to make a good party. A party that's fun for all. Buddy, it's time to play America's almost favoritest new game show, Any or Audi, where we challenge our guests to figure out if a phrase we give them is actually in the Bible or out of the Bible. Sharpen your wits, guest. You're about to be in the hot seat of Bible stuff, because you're the next contestant on Any or Audi. Here's Mike. Well, you know, any or outie is fun with the guys, but I'm anxious now to actually do this with some intelligent people. <laughs> <laughs> because for all the uh, blathering that all of us men do so much, in, in especially with three preachers and we've got preachers' voices in these series and all this blathering, well, H.D. Uh, and myself mainly have been on the losing end of several of these things. We're kind of like a we're kind of like a team now. Okay, the losing team, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we're, we don't have a great record, and but Jason is actually Jason is kind of yeah, kinda, he's really excited. He, he's scoring really good, but uh, yeah, he was a double winner, I think, on the wow. last on the program last that we taped. Wow. Uh, wow, let's see, I think uh, on one of those, HD and I went against him, and the other one that it might have been uh, Koontz and I. I forget how that worked. Either way, Jason just kept winning. It was sickening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's all yeah. in big fun. We're going to have some fun right here. So uh, on this episode, uh, I will 
be one of the questioners. Okay. The power will be in my hands. But first, the power is in Kunzi's hands <laughs> as she will present the first in ear Audi. I don't know, a question? I guess you could call it a question. Or a statement or... Yeah, whatever it is. It's either in or out. Do it. Okay. Okay, how about it, Kunzi? This might be a little easy, but we'll see. Money is the root of all evil. Okay, so we have to drag it out uh, to let the suspenseful music swell. Now, I feel a little bad about being on the panel on this one because we have Did you pick that one? Well, we have had this one. Oh, you've already done it. Yes, on some previous episodes. Okay. But it will be entertaining to hear you all talk it out. Yes, and I'll just pretend like I'm in the discussion. And don't know where this is going. Yeah. Well, money allows us to go shopping, so I'm thinking it can't be all. <laughs> it's not all bad. But right? sometimes shopping is evil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Be. Ask my husband. If it's <laughs> <laughs> my how did you say that? Evil. What What does exactly was it you said? Money is the root of all evil. Now I noticed that she emphasized. She root. put an inflection on root. Root. Yes. I think. Personally, having some experience at the any or Audi process, <laughs> that she's trying to throw you all off by emphasizing that word. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just mm. now her husband does this too. Oh. He will he will put inflections <laughs> on certain <laughs> words and then he'll just look at you real smug. <laughs> like you figure that out, baby. <laughs> yeah. So I she may be received, she may be getting away. received a joke as a text the other night. Yes. From a great French virus about this verse. It did. Funny. About this verse? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a joke? I have to, uh-huh, yeah. Is it something you can tell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I share this? Yeah, let me, let me, let me look it, it up. Give from? me a moment, I'll come back. Well, we'll, I'm not going to say I oh, guess who okay. it's from, but we'll, I mean, they would own up to it. We'll discuss it while you're looking it up. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah? give some insight. Yes, to insight. Um, the root of all evil. Money can be pretty evil, don't you think? Money, I mean, money can be evil. Can be, can be, can be used for evil things. So she said, "Money is the root." The root. I was all. waiting for her to put some kinds emphasis on the word all evil. "is." I've, yeah, all kinds of evil are all evil. Both the same thing. Oh, she's getting the coon's possum look on her face, like I'm not <laughs> giving you look. much here, because <laughs> he gets his little possum smile. <laughs> Right, like, I know joke. something yeah, that you don't. Yeah. Here's our joke. Okay. If 666 represents evil, uh-huh. then 25.806975801127882788 is the root of all evil. Uh-huh. Oh, so I, I, saw, so I saw that this week. I did. Yes. It was probably the same dear friend that texted in a different text group. I bet it was. Yes. And we didn't respond to it at all. I was like, yeah, I don't what respond is that? Yeah. And so then later we got a text that says, you're welcome, period. <laughs> that's it. So that's the fun that goes on in the text life of pastors and pastors' wives. Yeah, yeah that is true. The thrill a minute. So yeah. that's what yeah. he said, the root of all evil. <laughs> is he so, a tall friend? He is a tall friend. <laughs> <laughs> a very tall friend. Am I going to maybe hear this like, joke hey, tomorrow? Really bad sense of humor. Thursday, I'm going to hear is this Is he joke. five foot 20? <laughs> yes. Okay, that, yes. that friend, yeah. <laughs> I believe he is. I have 20. He's usually on his mower in the yard. (laughs) So you said, you just simply said money is the root of all evil? Money is the root of all evil. So your question is, that that phrase, as you said. Is that phrase in any or outie? This is an any or an outie. Yeah, can we guess now? I think so. I think we've wasted an appropriate amount of time. All right, yeah. I'm going to say it's an outie. Yeah, Yeah. outie. 
I will I will agree with them. Yeah, first Timothy actually says that the love of money is the root of all kinds of Love. Does, love does some translations say it's the is a root of all evil or is it always the? Oh, I've always heard root. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that was a trick in your Audi question that we tried to pull on somebody. I don't know. Yeah. But yes, it's obviously. I mean, you know, obviously it can be well, used for evil. evil. Money can be evil. It's an inanimate object. Right. It's yeah. paper. But the pursuit it of it, value. Yeah. The love yeah. of it, the yep. want yep. of it, can be. Yeah. yeah. Good Definitely. job, Coonsie. Yeah. You stirred up a good conversation <laughs> and, and a joke. We won. <laughs> we have a winner. A winner for us. Ding, ding, ding. All right. I will take control of the power now. This is going to be harder. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turned around. Take it easy on I was us. trying to be nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, my. Yeah. I don't know if this is. This may be easier than I think, but mm. I just found it interesting. Yeah. Are these three things in Scripture? Mm. These three phrases. Phrases. Okay. Oh, There's three, three phrases. That's three, like all three any and outies. Well, not exactly because, well, I'll explain later. Okay. okay. The fish gate. Mm-hmm. Okay. The horse gate. Okay. The dung gate. Okay. <laughs> you may begin your conversation. I'm just curious, are those three exact phrases? phrases? Is that a phrase? It's three words. I don't know why words. I know this, but I really, uh, the dung gate is in there. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure why that's yeah. the one I definitely know is in there. Well, see, <laughs> I, I would like, not have brought this up when the men are here because yeah, this would never end. Yeah. I mean, they, it would, yeah. they would be off to the races. Yeah, the dung gate, um, it would be I think, is really though, in there. Yeah. With them. It would be entertaining, but it would just take so long. Yeah, the dung gate and the what? The horse fish. The, and the, horse fish, gate. Gate. the fish gate. Do the fish need a gate? So that's Does the, the dung I'm need like, a gate? Well, <laughs> just like, no. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm they, just thinking the fish are in the water. So. That was pretty good right there. Does the dung need a gate? <laughs> yeah, that's true. The so horse is the only the obvious one that needs a gate. The horse, yeah. because a gate. isn't that when the chick was, you know, being executed they took her out through the horse gate right oh maybe so i think i don't know maybe there were not. chicks in the bible yep <laughs> <laughs> it was a nasty <laughs> there were some bad yeah. chicks in the bible. she was a bad grandmother bad. <laughs> she was like bad, bad evil grandma. grandma only chicks can yeah. say stuff like that yeah there's some bad chicks yeah. in the bible yeah <laughs> the fish gate the horse gate the dung gate are those three Things so you're confusing in the Bible. You always it? look like you're telling the truth. I do. Yeah, I've been told just exactly the opposite of that many times. <laughs> yeah, I think Sarah's just too trusting. <laughs> well, I'm trying to inflect. I'm trying to do a little okay. coots here. I'm trying to okay. inflect certain ways. So inflect again? Dung, would you say? I'm not sure about the fish. The fish yeah, gate. The fish gate. The horse I'm gate. And the dung gate. This is so nerve-wracking. Does dung need wrong. a gate? It That's is, probably I feel, my favorite I feel line. like it is. I feel like they're all three in there. But then I feel like I, I could be wrong because fish doesn't really make sense. You're yeah. you're spookily sounding much like your husband yeah. when he is deciphering all these things. Because he gets to that point right <laughs> there where terrifying. he says, I feel like those are in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really terrifying. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, girls. What do mm. you think? I can't say it. Oh, man. 
I'll be there. Yeah. I'll say like, any, I'll say any just because. So we have an any or an Audi, and Susan, you are landing exactly where I land a lot of times. Yeah. So and don't have, go with what I do he not know what to do. <laughs> oh wait, no, you know the answer. I do know the answer. I'm gonna say Audi because I don't get Fishgate, but I'm I'm not sure. Fishgate. Fishgate sounds like a political scandal. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> like so we have two Audis and one any. Yeah. Right. In Nehemiah chapter 3, Nehemiah 2, chapter 3. Oh, when they're rebuilding the wall. When Nehemiah, yeah. he became a general contractor, basically, because yeah. he came in yeah. and yeah. kind of surveyed the walls that had been yeah. crumbled and the gates had been burned. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was the valley gate, the fish gate, the horse gate, oh. the dung gate, <laughs> a couple other gates that weren't as odd as those three, but I selected those three. So, That's Sarah, Yay! You, are, you have one. Yeah. Yeah, take one. Yep, take that. I thought he was trying to pull something. Fish game just didn't make sense. No, it that's doesn't why, make sense. That's why I used it. It's not by the yeah. water. I mean, yeah, it's right. It's not by the water. But. See yeah. the things that are in that Bible that are just interesting, yeah. which is I'm growing to really like any or Audi. Yeah. Myself more all the time because I'm learning a lot and it's making me be a little more aware mm -hmm. <laughs> of some things that yeah. I would not have thought. Favorite line, does dung need a gate? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have put that any better. Somebody said, do fish need a gate? I said, do fish need a gate? I was thinking it was something on us, you know, top zombies, but, you know, that, yeah, that, that was, that, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Zombies oh, yeah. was pretty interesting. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Okay, you heard it here, dung gate on Mike the Baptist, uh, America's favorite new most religious program. <laughs> We're trying real hard. Okay, thanks. That was fun. We're going to come back and uh, sing a hymn and close this one out. Awesome. Oh, wow. What a great contestant and a fine sport today on Any or Audi, America's almost favorite new game show. Study up, future guest people. You're next in the hot seat for Any or Audi. So one of the most beloved hymnals of all time in churches is Mike the Baptist hymnal. And a lot of people do not know that, but most churches, if you will kind of go back in the back closets <laughs> and look, you know, like behind <laughs> the uh, so behind the stage and look under <laughs> things that are dusty, you'll find the Mike the Baptist hymnal. People go. don't use them as much now as they did in the 70s, but but they're there and most most churches have them. Mm -hmm. So you should ask your church, do you have a copy of Mike the Baptist hymnal? Because on page 84 okay. <laughs> of the Mike the Baptist hymnal, that's the selection we're doing today. All right, let's do it. And it's another Motown. Uh, uh, well, Motown is where the songs, this hymn was. The inspiration. Came the inspiration from. Yeah. So, okay. Actually, I slipped. I shouldn't have said Motown because <laughs> it's one of the great hymns of all time. It's page 84 of <laughs> the Mike the Baptist hymnal. All right. We're going to sing this for you in church fashion. You know, okay. most church people can't get together without singing a song before they leave. So we're going to do that. Who go. are we to break tradition? Definitely not. Nope. Dung gate. I'm just all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from that, we're towing the line good. here. All right. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to start this off? Not me. People <laughs> say believe half of what you see. And none of what you hear. But I can't help but be amused. If it's true, please tell me, dear. Do you plan to let me go for the other guy you loved before? Don't you know I heard it through the grapevine? 
Not much longer would you be mine. Oh, I heard it through the grapevine. Oh, I'm just about to lose my mind, honey, honey. Yeah. Heard it through the grapevine. How much longer would you be my baby? Yeah. 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 Woo! Hey, man, pass the plate. There you go. Hey, thanks. That was fun. I'm glad y'all came back. Good times. Hope somebody got a little something out of the silliness somewhere. I did, and I hope you did too. We'll see you on uh, the next episode is the Preacher's Wives as well. Yes. We're just Christians. Try not to cuss. Good luck. (laughs) Dungate. Try not to say Dungate. Try try not to say Dungate. (laughs) They had so much dung it needed a gate. (laughs) (laughs) Just dung need a gate. Mike the Baptist.